Banning books gives us silence when we need speech. It closes our ears when we need to listen. It makes us blind when we need sight. Stephen Chbosky, author of The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Welcome to Bookish, a literary podcast. I'm Paul, and today we continue our look at Banned Books Week. Yesterday we did a little bit of an overview on what Banned Books Week is and why it's important. In today's episode, I want to give you the American Library Association's Office for Intellectual Freedoms list of the top 100 books banned or challenged over the last decade. Now I realize that's a long list, but you're going to be surprised by some of the ones on it. I'll make a few comments here and there, and later this week I may look more in depth at some of the books on the list. In fact, I know at least one I'm going to do an episode on that particular book. But I think it's important that we look at the list of all of them that have been challenged in the last decade the top 100, because they show where we are as far as intellectual freedom in the United States, who's challenging what, and why. Now the reasons vary, but they include LBGT content, sexual references, religious viewpoints from both sides, content that addresses racism and police brutality, profanity, suicide, and any number of other issues. And again, as I said yesterday, some of these are challenged because of their age appropriateness and people's beliefs about what is and what is not appropriate for certain ages. I'm going to do an episode specifically on that as well because it is a little bit of a thorny issue. It's also important to note that up to 85% of challenges to books in libraries, both public libraries and schools, are never reported. But it's likely that they would reflect the ones that are on this list pretty accurately. You'll also probably note that I continue talking about school and public libraries as far as challenges and bans because it doesn't happen as much with independent bookstores. Independent bookstores being businesses rather than taxpayer supported institutions can pretty much carry whatever they want to. And if it sells, they continue to sell it. If it doesn't, they don't. Sometimes they'll keep it just out of principle. But typically, people aren't going to protest. Typically, they're not going to protest what's in a bookstore because, again, it's commerce rather than taxpayer-funded. That's one of the main reasons that independent bookstores are a bulwark against censorship because they can carry what they want. They can present ideas that aren't always popular without fear of government reprisal or anything of that nature. So anyway, here's the list of the top 100 books challenged or banned over the last 10 years. Number one, The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexie. Number two, 
The Captain Underpants series by Dav Pilkey. Yes, Captain Underpants is number two for the last 10 years. Number three, 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher. Number four, Looking for Alaska by John Green. Number five, George by Alex Gino. Number six, And Tango Makes Three by Justin Richardson and Peter Parnell. Number seven, Drama by Raina Telgemeier. Number eight, Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. I'm going to assume it's been challenged or banned because of content, not because of the absolutely horrible, horrible writing. Number nine, The Internet Girl Series by Lauren Miracle. Number 10, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Number 11, The Kite Runner by Khaled Hosseini. Number 12, Hunger Games by Susan Collins. Number 13, I Am Jazz by Jazz Jennings and Jessica Herthel. Number 14, The Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Chbosky, which was made into an excellent film, by the way. You're going to want to check that out. Number 15, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Number 16, The Bone Series by Jeff Smith. Number 17, The Glass Castle by Jeanette Waltz. Number 18, Two Boys Kissing by David Levithan. Number 19, A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo by Jill Twist. Number 20, Sex is a Funny Word by Corey Silverberg. Number 21, The Alice McKinley Series by Phyllis Reynolds-Naylor. Number 22, It's Perfectly Normal by Robbie H. Harris. Number 23, 19 Minutes by Jody Picoult. Number 24, The Scary Story Series by Alvin Schwartz. Number 25, Speak by Lori Hal Sanderson. Now you'll notice that of these first 25, Most of them are fairly recent publications, and they reflect some of the controversy, some of the culture war battle going on in the United States and to a degree around the world, more so than the classics that we've seen show up, as I mentioned in the last episode. But we're going to start seeing more of what we consider classic literature showing up as we get further down the list. So let's keep going. Number 26. Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Number 27, Beyond Magenta, Transgender Teens Speak Out by Susan Kuklin. Number 28, Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. Number 29, The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. Number 30, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Number 31, Fun Home, a Family Tragicomic by Alison Bechtel. Number 32, It's a Book by Lane Smith, which is just really a funny kid's book that has a curse word on the last page. Number 33, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. Number 34, The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. Number 35, What My Mother Doesn't Know by Sonia Sones. Number 36, A Child Called It by Dave Pelzer. Number 37, The Bad Kitty Series by Nick Brule. Number 38, Crank by Ellen Hopkins. Number 39, Nickel and Dimed 
by Barbara Ehrenreich. Hope I pronounced her name right. Number 40. Percy Polis. I think I screwed that one up a little bit. By Marjane Satrapi. Number 41. The Adventures of Super Diaper Baby by Daft Pilkey. It's the second one he's had on the list. Number 42. This Day in June by Gail E. Pittman. Number 43. This One Summer by Mariko Tamaki. Number 44. A Bad Boy Can Be Good for a Girl by Tanya Lee Stone. Number 45. Beloved by Toni Morrison. That's her second one on the list. Number 46. The Goosebumps Series by R.L. Stein. Number 47. In Our Mother's House by Patricia Polacco. Number 48. Lush by Natasha Friend. Number 49. The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. Number 50. The Color Purple by Alice Walker. Number 51. The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime by Mark Haddon. Number 52. The Bible. It's kind of surprising that the Bible fell all the way to 52 because in 2016, it was actually number six on this list. Well, it was number six on the list for the year 2015. This is a compilation for 2010 to 2019, so maybe not as surprising. But in any case, the Bible still ends up on the list. Number 53. This book is Gay by Juno Dawson. Number 54, Eleanor and Park by Rainbow Roll. Number 55, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close by Jonathan Safran Thor. Number 56, The Gossip Girl Series by Cecily von Ziegazar. 57, House of Night by PC Cast. Number 58, My Mom's Having a Baby by Dory Hillestad Butler. Number 59, Neonomicon by Alan Moore. Number 60, The Dirty Cowboy Cowboy by Amy Timberlake. Number 61, The Giver by Lois Lowry. Number 62, Anne Frank, Diary of a Young Girl by Anne Frank. I want to make a comment about this one because it infuriates me that this shows up on the list mainly because it's been challenged by Holocaust deniers. That's a whole other rant, probably for a totally different podcast. Anyway, number 63, Bless Me Ultima by Rodolfo Anaya. Number 64, Draw Me a Star by Eric Carl. Number 65, Dreaming in Cuban by Christina Garcia. Number 66, Fade by Lisa McMahon. Number 67, The Family Book by Todd Parr. Number 68, Feed by M.T. Anderson. Number 69, Go the Fuck to Sleep by Adam Monsbach. This is also kind of a kid's book. I think it's probably pretty obvious why some parents would have challenged this. Number 70, Habibi by Craig Thompson. Number 71, House of the Spirits by Isabel Allende. An excellent novel, by the way. 72. Jacob's New Dress by Sarah Hoffman. Number 73. Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov. Number 74. 
Monster by Walter Dean Myers. Number 75, Nazarene Secret School by Jeanette Winter. So we're three-fourths of the way through this list, and I'm sure there are already some that have surprised you. Number 76, Saga by Brian K. Vaughn. Number 77, Stuck in the Middle by Ariel Schrag. Number 78, The Kingdom of Little Wounds by Suzanne Kokel. Number 79, 1984 by George Orwell. Number 80, A Clockwork Orange by Anthony Burgess. Number 81, Almost Perfect by Brian Catcher. Number 82, Awakening by Kate Chopin. Number 83, Burned by Ellen Hopkins. Number 84, Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. This one really did surprise me that it, that it showed up. Number 85, Fallen Angels by Walter Dean Myers. Number 86, Glass by Ellen Hopkins. Number 87, Heather Has Two Mommies by Leslie A. Newman. Yeah, pretty obvious why that one was challenged by some people. Number 88, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. Number 89, Madeline and the Gypsies by Ludwig Bellemans. Number 90, My Princess Boy by Cheryl Killa Davis. Number 91, Prince and Knight by Daniel Hack. Number 92, Revolutionary Voices, a multicultural queer youth anthology by Amy Sonny. 93, Skippy John Jones by Judith Schachner. Number 94, So Far From the Bamboo Grove by Yoko Kawashima Watkins. Number 95, The Color of Earth series by Tong Wah Kim. Number 96, The Librarian of Basra by Jeanette Winter. Number 97, The Walking Dead series by Robert Kirkman. Number 98, Tricks by Ellen Hopkins. Number 99, Uncle Bobby's Wedding by Sarah S. Brannon. And number 100, Year of Wonders by Geraldine Brooks, one of the greatest living authors we have today. So if you stuck with me through that entire list and my mangling of some of the names on it, and I apologize to the authors for that, you may be asking yourself, what was the point? What was the point of reading that entire list? Well, the point was people are trying to ban books and we don't like that. We don't agree with that and we won't stand for that. And one of the most simple, straightforward things I can do on this podcast is name the very book that someone wants to ban in the hopes that maybe it might interest you enough to go check it out. At the very least, it might interest you enough to lodge a counter-protest, for lack of a better word, with your library to get them to not remove the book from the shelves. Anyway, we do what we can. I have another side note, and it's not going to surprise you that I would make this comment. Anyone who listened to the whole list and knows me and knows this podcast probably expects this to be coming. I am surprised 
that in the top 100 books challenged in the last 10 years, there is not a single one from Ernest Hemingway. I mentioned before that The Sun Also Rises had been challenged for being pro-communist, for being anti-communist, for being too decadent. A Farewell to Arms has been challenged repeatedly. For Whom the Bell Tolls has been challenged again as being pro-communist for decades. And yet, in the last 10 years, Hemingway doesn't make the top 100. The only thing that I can think is that it's because people aren't reading Hemingway enough. So get out there and read Hemingway. Anyway, that's my little rant aside. So, that's basically our episode for the second day of Banned Books Week. We'll be getting more in-depth in some of the individual books, as well as, again, I mentioned the issue of age appropriateness and some other issues. You can also go to my Patreon page where I'll be listing some resources that you can use to celebrate Band Books Week and also some online events that are going to be going on throughout the country. So have a great day, everybody. Keep on reading those banned books and we'll see you tomorrow.